Last week, the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police requested a meeting with Canada's premiers to discuss bail reform, drug and gun crimes and officer safety. The request for that meeting comes weeks after two London police officers were shot and injured following a lengthy standoff in the east end of the city. That was the first time a London police officer had been shot while on duty in nearly 20 years. And there have been a lot of instances of gun crimes in particular in London so far in 2023. To talk about this, we are joined by London's acting police chief, Trish McIntyre. Thanks for your time today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. The uh, letter from the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police talked about uh, policing being at a crossroads right now. How, how so? Yeah, I think there's multiple factors at play here, and the OACP, CACP, been loud voices in this regard. And in short, I, you know, if I were to summarize it for you, and this is so applicable to our, our residents and citizens of London, is that people don't feel safe. And why is that? And so the letter specifically drafted by the CACP speaks to, one, the safety of our officers, lack of accountability, really targeting issues uh, that surface with the pandemic. Uh, Bill C-75 is, is continually on the horizon there. And then just the sheer influx of of violence and like significant violence in communities, uh, really calling for action. There's two aspects, and you kind of touched upon it, you know, people like the people of London, but also, you know, officer safety. And we've seen nine police officers killed in line of duty over the past six months in this country. Last month, we had two police officers in London who were shot. Thankfully, uh, they survived. Uh, so just from the, the police officer safety standpoint, how have things changed maybe over during the pandemic, or has it been more than the pandemic? You know, in London specifically, I can speak to what's happening here. Like, we have seen just an enormous increase in crime. I can say, you know, we, we track Stats Canada. One of the big statistics there is Crime Severity Index. London saw the largest percentage increase um, across, you know, really, our region. So, you know, that's a significant. Why is that? You know, definitely we see the, uh, you know, the root causes, your homelessness, mental health, addiction. And that is in rising in all jurisdictions, though, in cities. Uh, we see an increase in violence. Like we have had uh, in the city of London, if I were to give you our numbers, like nine shootings alone in the first three months of this year, uh, that is unprecedented. We, you know, the number of firearms that we pull off of the streets, not just by our investigators in CID, our criminal investigative side. So you think of your drug units and your, your gun unit teams, but are also our frontline officers. So the prevalence of guns is high. Uh, the severity of crimes being committed is high, and so that results in risk. Uh, you know, more than not, we would see firearm seizures by you know from warrants where we had in information, we executed a warrant. Oftentimes, you'll see our emergency response unit doing those warrants because of risk. And now we pull over cars, and there's loaded handguns under the seats. So definitely a major shift in the volatility of those calls generates huge risk for our officers. Is that one of the aspects of the job that has changed over the course of your career? Because just, you know, doing this job, uh, it's, it's, you don't hear, on my end, you don't hear as many stories about, you know, guns being found and firearms being found in, in vehicles the way you've just kind of described. Yeah, no, it's definitely a shift. I think, you know, from the time I was on the road, that would have been a rare occurrence. And now, more than not, our officers are very mindful and very alert to the fact that there could always be a firearm at play. 
Um, so we've seen, so why is that? And, you know, the questions are often asked, where are the guns coming from? Well, we know most, more than not, the guns are coming in from the states. Uh, and so we work with our partners, uh, you know, police agencies across the board to determine how that is and to try to combat that. It's, you know, those are, you know, significant investigations, but more than not, the guns we recover uh, through fate tracing are come back to the states. What do you hear from uh, the people of London in terms of uh, not feeling safe uh, in the city? Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, you know, I we hear them. You know, we've just we're working on our new strategic plan that's going to drive our direction for the next four years. And, you know, one of the biggest things that came out of that survey from our community was that we are not safe and we need more police officers. So, you know, a foot is a huge push for us to really right-size the size of our organization, uh, you know, again, with violent crime on the rise, with the issues in the downtown core, you know, some of safety is the presence of officers and the perception of safety. So, you know, we have a major foot, uh, you know, on the horizon here to add 52 officers, and that's just to increase uh, our capacity to baseline. It's not about new ad. So that's just to kind of get us right size so that we can do the basic functions spelled out in adequacy that police services must provide. And the biggest one is safety. Uh, you know, our response times in the city of London are poor. Uh, you know, that the public very loud about that and rightfully so. Uh, you know, they they expect when they call us that there's a response and the response uh, is reasonable in the circumstances and we haven't been able to even meet the demand. Uh, so, you know, you look at that from our officer's perspective. So we have, you know, our officers checking on easily to 150 calls waiting for them to to do as soon as they check on. And so when you look at the workload and the burnout, you know, a recent stat out of Stats Canada too looked at the number of criminal arrests our officers do, and it's through the roof comparatively to other services. So though it's not that our people are not working. They're working super, super hard uh, based on uh, the staff that they have available to them. And then we're seeing enormous work product come out of uh, our team. So it, but all that is great, but it leads to burnout. And I truly believe the wave of burnout, the mental health issues that we're going to see from working, uh, you know, and just really responding to just critical call after call after call, uh, that wave is out in the ocean and it has not come in yet. I think the worst is still yet to come and we need to right size uh, our organization uh, and expedite the staffing and try to move the needle here on safety and the perception of safety for the community. So what are, you know, uh, chiefs of police looking for possible solutions and what could work here in London? I mean, a bail reform seems to be one item, but I can't imagine that's it. Yeah, no, you know, it's it's so great. You know, the whole purpose, uh, you know, in this conversation really ramped up back in October. But at the end of the day, it is to raise awareness and to really put pressure on both levels of government to work together and find a solution. This is not something that can be managed just at the local level. It is like all hands on deck. And like it, we know that it's easy to identify the problems the solution is often trickier to find. Bail reform has some positive aspects to it, I would argue, uh, but then there's limiting. So what does that mean? And a bail reform, like what is everyone speaking about, is about the repeat violent offender and those offenses being committed with weapons. Let's hone in on those and pay more attention to who those people are and consider holding them in custody. But, you know, Raise the bar. Uh, and and would hopefully keep those people in custody. It's not a blanket. We don't need everyone in custody, but we have to start making decisions on harm. 
And when we look at the repeat violent offender, those people who are out who've committed crimes with weapons that are violent, who are then released, we are seeing that those people are continuing to commit crimes. And so we need the support of all levels of government to switch that. And that's that bail reform piece at large. So London City, I can tell you, uh, you know, works very closely with our Crown's office. So, you know, we appreciate their partnership. We're looking right now at our bail hearings and those documents really providing all of the information the Crown attorneys would need at their fingertips to keep people in. So whatever we can do at our end to really educate and to collate the data that's required in to you know to conduct the bail hearing so we're doing our part i've just met this week with you know uh mps um you know karen vecchio uh and larry brock to really speak to these issues again they're driving great work at their end so really uh, you know the conversation is about us all working together and finding a solution um and being really balanced in what that solution looks like it's a really important conversation and i appreciate you uh, having a bit of it with me today thank you very much Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. That's London's Acting Police Chief, Trish McIntyre.